Welcome to episode 6 of the Brain Strain podcast. Today, Dr. S and I will be discussing textual analysis and how you can talk about values and attitudes. Let's go! (laughs) Now, one of the biggest problems that we have in English is that um, they always ask you to write about values, right? And attitudes. And attitudes, but it just seems so vague as to how they come up with the values and attitudes, correct? Yeah. So we're gonna. Uh, what I'm gonna do is let's talk about seven ethical principles, um, and that way this gives you sort of like. I oh, sorry. I'm gonna talk about nine ethical values. We're gonna talk about them, and then you can, and then we'll try to use them as examples in the in the pictures that we've got. Okay. Yeah. So I'm gonna go through nine of them, and these are eth- these are just common ethical principles. I won't go into the, the details of ethics. There's different ways to look at ethics. First, do you want me to explain what values are? Go ahead. Okay, so values can be defined as moral ethics, principles or standards. They are part of a person's character and they are influenced by family, friends, culture, religion, social interactions and so on. They are more or less permanent in nature. Um, they represent a single belief instead of multiple beliefs. Should we talk about attitudes or leave that for now? Um, I think we'll leave it because yeah. when we get to doing the questions... We can talk about... Yeah, we can yeah. T- talk about them in more detail. And also, in a, as a general principle, all English, um, all English questions will always ask about values and then how the techniques relate to those values and how those techniques make the reader or the viewer feel mm-hmm. to then agree with the values. So basically... You can think of every text, like you said yesterday, as a persuasive text to try to get you to believe the value that the author or the writer Unless has they're done. taking a neutral stance, but it's never really neutral. And as we learned yesterday in representations, nothing is neutral. Yep. And that's the whole beauty of English, is that we learn how to then analyse things to see how we're being fooled every day. Yep. Okay, so let's get started with uh, nine ethical principles. I learned that from Gotham Chess, by the way, he does that. What, claps in the middle of his videos? No, no, just before he's, he starts the video, he'll say, let's get started, and then he'll clap his hand, and I'm very happy about that, because it, it's good. Okay. All right, number one, first, do no harm. So this is the, this is like a, a medical principle when you're a doctor, you promise uh, first, when you're trying to um, help a patient, the first thing you should always think about is that you're not going to harm the patient. Um so first, do no harm is actually an ethical principle. It means that you don't cause people harm. So before you even talk about doing good for people, you're talking about... Not doing do them bad things. Correct. Okay. Number Next. two is respecting autonomy. And what that means is that you respect that other people can make decisions for themselves and also that you respect yourself to make decisions for yourself. That's called autonomy. So respecting autonomy. everyone to make their own decisions, basically. Correct. That's called autonomy. Yeah. Number three. Do you want to read the next one? Benefiting others. That's pretty self-explanatory. So you do good to other people. So the first one is don't do bad. The second one is respect that people make decisions. The third one is that you benefit other people. Mm-hmm. Okay. And The fourth one? Once I log back in. I've got my notes here. The fourth one is justice or being just. And that is talking about fairness. And that means that when something... That has uh, that bad has happened. That it needs to be punished, 
um, that good needs to be rewarded. That sort yeah. of general idea. It's usually the negative. It's like something someone has done something bad, and then there should be something justice. bad should happen to them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. The fifth one is being faithful. Can you explain what that means? I don't know. It doesn't mean being faithful to a person or. Yeah. So it's like um, ha- having perseverance to carry out what you promised, even through difficulty. Okay. So it's something to do with perseverance. And again, when we get to examples, this is going to be really useful. Faithfulness. Number six is according dignity. That is giving dignity to, to people. Um, it's a little bit like the respecting autonomy, but it's um, basically uh, giving people, a, um, helping people have a sense of worth. Okay. Treating others. Number seven is treating others with care and compassion. I think that's pretty self-explanatory. So caring and compassion. Number eight is the pursuit of excellence. That is doing the best that you can um, in everything. And number nine is accepting accountability. So that's nine general ideas. Can you explain the last one briefly? Accepting accountability is that when you've done something, you're the one that faces the consequences for it. Okay. And you take responsibility. So it's all about responsibility. And so you'll find that in a lot of stories, you're drawn to somebody that takes responsibility and you don't like the people that don't take responsibility. Who are okay. usually the bad guys? Yeah, so they'll blame the victim. They'll do something bad and go, okay. ha you made me do so this. So could you use any of these nine moral ethics principles yeah. and talk about mm-hmm. them in your... But are they a value? Is each one a value in itself? Or Correct. is it more like just a vehicle for a value? No, no, it's a value. These are the actual value. Okay. So when you say the author is demonstrating the, the, um, value, the of... value of justice... Yep. So then you can talk about, you can talk about in more specific detail. So this value can be applied in different contexts. So you can pick one of the nine. So just pick one. We'll talk about Number it. four. Number four is. Being, oh, wait, never mind. Number one. Number one is don't do any harm. So obviously if there's a bad guy doing bad things to people, the value there is that you shouldn't do bad things to, bad, to, to people. Yep. And that's really easy. It's a really obvious value there. Um, and that's the hard thing about English. <laughs> it's so obvious that you don't that you don't that you don't even want to how to call it. So now that gives you a tool, guys. So when you're thinking, all right, what values you you can go through this list of nine things that we just discussed, and then just think about how the text is using one of these. We're gonna go through some examples now, so we're not too vague. Let's get a picture. You wanna grab one of the pictures? Yeah. And we're gonna apply this to visual analysis. Once you, once you did, I think the hardest thing in an English essay and in any question is to determine what the value is. Mm. Once you've got the value, everything else can form around okay. it. Okay. Should we continue that image of the poor, the poverty, Great. homeless Let's man? Let's apply the values. Okay. So are we just going to go through the list and say, is this, does this apply in this situation? Or? That's not a bad idea. Yeah. Okay. Or you can just pick the one that seems to be the most obvious. Obvious. Um, hmm. Maybe seven, treating others with care and compassion. Yep. So in this in this picture, so if you didn't hear our podcast yesterday, this is um, a picture. Can you quickly describe it for everyone? So there's a homeless man lying down and the background is like a street kind of thing with bricks. And there's a wealthy, wealthier, middle class man working with his work clothes on. He's walking past the homeless man and his face is turned away. But he's actually got like this guy in black, dressed in black. Next, walking it's, next to It looks like him. a shirt. It's more like a cartoon Walks, than an actual man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or a man in a black suit. But um, yeah. 
He's turning his head away from the poor man. Yeah. And the question is, how is the issue of poverty represented in this image? Yeah. And we were thinking that the guy in black could be not so much a person in itself, but more of an idea. Yeah. Like of pride or something that could be stopping him from looking at that guy. Yeah. So what makes us ignorant? Compassion. Correct. Okay, so if we look at the values, um, which value you said that treating others with care and compassion would be one value, and how would you sort of state that? Um, I would say that that guy is obviously not treating the homeless guy with care and compassion, mm-hmm. and this is because of his ignorance. Correct. And um, in an extended answer, how many values would you need to talk Ooh. about? Uh, I, if the if the question is not actually asking about for the values, values specifically, specifically, but they always don't need to mention it somewhere, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's asking about how poverty is portrayed, and in this case, I think the poverty is is portrayed as um to do with, and it's really hard to answer. To, yeah, to it, answer it's such a simple picture, but it's not really. Very, no, but the question is very difficult to answer. But there's multiple values that are here. There is the um, so I think that's one of them. The second, the, the other value here would be that um, you're not treating people di- with dignity. So that's number six there. Mm-hmm. So the, the homeless man is not being treated with dignity. Um, the, there's, no, there's no accountability. So the man... Is not taking responsibility for the homeless. Correct. Man. Yeah, he's not feeling... So if we, he's if not we, feeling any guilt he's or not feeling responsibility any guilt. for him. The fact that he's right next to a man who has got, who's homeless. Mm. Um, he's not benefiting others. That's number three. Yeah, okay, so you could basically say everything. But, um... Well, there's four of them. I don't think many, the other yeah, ones not would all apply. Of them. Yeah. But how many would you talk about in... Just one of them. The limited, okay. I think so you could just mention very... the major value Correct. in this... Yeah. ...portrayed by the author is... Okay, and um, in answering the question itself, poverty is represented as blah, blah, blah. Could that be the theme of the yeah. Um, image? Yeah, so the definition of... This is a very good point. What is the definition of theme? Uh, maybe you should answer that. <laughs> I think of theme, and this is what my teacher taught me all, all the way back from when I was in year 12, is that don't think of the theme as like one word. Love. So poverty Happiness. is a poverty. theme. That's, not a good <laughs> That's way the worst answer. It. How yeah. is the issue of poverty represented? Poverty. <laughs> poverty is represented as, as poverty. poverty. No. Yeah, no. The theme is basically the author's intent, like the purpose of the text in a sentence. Okay, so if we wanted to say a theme and it's got the word poverty in it, you would include the word poverty along with one of these values and that would basically be enough for the theme. Okay. So it'd be along the lines of um, poverty is as a result of people not treating others with care and compassion. That could be one way to look at it. Okay. Or you could say that um, it, could, it could be that poverty is due to a lack of, uh, lack of accountability in society. From people who have more, or it could be in number four. It's about justice, so you can say there's a, there's um a lack. It is due to a lack of justice in the world. And how do you tie in that very specific fairness, theme actually, that's being... with the actual representation of poverty? So how can we say poverty is represented as bloody blah, blah? Do you understand what I mean? Like the example we read yesterday was. No, um... no, no, no. So no, I think that's the wrong way to answer okay, it. Yeah. Uh, so I think the way to think about it is. So let's say we're arguing that the the um the value here is that um poverty is as a result of uh people not treating others with care and compassion. Okay? Mm-hmm. So then you can then what the the question is, how does the author or the the producer whatever, the 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 maker of the text, 
how do they port how do they use techniques to get the audience to agree with that point yeah right so so in that picture what makes you think that poverty has anything to do with people not treating others with care and compassion do you understand mm. that's the question so then you can it's quite easy to answer then because so so you you structure the whole answer along the lines of okay so you've got all these different techniques that we've covered yesterday camera angle you know color lighting, color, lighting all contrast, this sort of stuff contrast yeah. um the context the the composition um and the body language and all that mm-hmm. so then you talk about each element and, and then how that, that how that makes the audience feel and then link that to the actual value which is a the theme so so you want to link it to the theme so if the theme is so this you could pick one. So just pick, let's talk about um, dignity. Okay, let's just say we're talking about dignity, okay? Yeah. So poverty is as a result of people not um, affording others. Poverty is a result of, of... people not affording others dignity. Okay? Affording? That says according dignity. According. Is that according. bad Englishing or is that just... <laughs> an I don't know. Wait, how does Sorry. that make sense? According. according dignity? Or giving dignity to others. What does according dignity mean? That means give, giving. It's a two-word phrase that doesn't make any sense. Well, according means giving. That's oh, basically the sentence. I thought it's like according, like according to according Dr. To. S. According, according like according, as in like giving dignity. Okay. So this is the lack of giving dignity. So here you could you could then 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 all you do is you go, okay, um, so you, so you'd explain okay the camera angle this is, it. this is how you feel about the man who's walking by this is he's represented he represents the middle class da, da, da. and then you go well he's not affording not according sorry according any dignity to the homeless man because he's looking away yeah and then you can say that it's because it's got this you know this external we talked about yesterday the externalization of his um of that action so he doesn't take responsibility so that that ties into the issue about accountability he's not taking accountability for the homeless man he's also not taking into accountability the fact that he's turning his head away you could say that the picture of the man turning his head away is a picture of somebody that's not taking responsibility because he's blaming it's like it's almost like you're blaming this third party for turning your head whereas we're actually all in charge of our own heads turning yeah, okay. So you can, that can get pretty deep. But that's basically the, along the lines. Then you tie it back. So you always have to... So you can get a little bit lost in the first in the, in the sentence. So the paragraph might be something along the lines of... Using the camera angles, we can see that... You know, we, can, we are at eye level with these people. So we feel, so we, we feel like Equality. we're quite involved. Yeah, we're involved with the mm-hmm. situation. Um, we can see that the man... One, the body posture shows that the, the homeless man is in a much more vulnerable position. The man who's walking by is in a more powerful position. He's, the, the costumes that they're wearing show us that one is rich, one is poor. Okay, now you could go into all that techniques, right? But then you don't, it doesn't lead anywhere if you don't bring it back to the theme. So when you see this man who is dressed better in this posture, turning his head away because of the shadowy figure, how does the audience feel? Coconut. Um, guilty. Guilty. So we feel guilty. We feel ashamed. We are angry with the man, but we probably identify with the middle class man. Okay. Maybe they're homeless. angry at the shadow. They could be angry with the shadow, <laughs> but then they know. But people know inherently that. Or sorry for the um. Homeless yeah. Man. Exactly. So we feel sorry for the homeless man. We feel ashamed. We, we, we feel, feel identify. We, ad- we in identify this situation, with the middle class. Yes. Man. The protagonist, if this was a story, would actually be the homeless man. Yeah. But we actually identify with the bad guy. So it's a very interesting use of um, technique here. Mm. So we actually identify with the... Um, so how do they make you identify the with the bad guy if they're not 
a very likable character in this image. I guess just because of the way that it's dressed and stuff, you're like, oh, that could be me. Correct. It's that could not be me. so much the... It's a photo of someone that's like it's you. Like, it may also be because the initial thought when you look at the homeless guy is, you know, like a bit of disgust or something like... Well, if okay, let's say you're a teenage girl. So like, if they showed a response. picture of a teenage girl yeah. doing something, Horrible. just because it's a teenage, yeah, just because it's a teenage girl, you're more likely to identify with her, correct? Yeah. So this is just a normal adult guy. Yeah, a normal adult guy, middle class. Working. Most of us are not homeless, so we don't identify with the homeless person. Yeah. So you identify. You're identifying with the um the middle class man. Okay. okay? Does that make sense? So that's how you tie it together. So you tie it, so you can talk about that techniques, blah, 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 how does it make you feel? And then you have to have the sub, the set, using this characterization, the body language and posture and blah, 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 this leads us to the conclusion that poverty is related in some sense to the lack of accountability that we choose to have mm. over the needs of others. Okay. Okay. Does that make sense? So that ties it nicely back to your topic sentence. This at the is very quite beginning. challenging. The exam we have two um big questions like this, and I calculated if you divide up the exam, you have about ten minutes to write each response. Yeah. So it's challenging. So that's why you need to know this. You, I think it's good to memorize. Well, maybe these like nine ten values. to fifteen. Yeah. All right. So what about we'll go through an exercise? I want you to look at the next picture and start thinking about the values, and I'll be back in a minute. Okay, so let's look at the next few pictures and I want you to try to come up with a value okay. as quickly as possible because you, you might only have a minute. Okay, let's do each of them. We've got three more images. We're going to describe them very quickly and then talk about what that can be. Okay, so do you want to describe them or do you want me to describe them? Um, let's do the nature one. So basically we've got this guy standing on the edge of a cliff and there's a view of the mountains and things all below him. Yeah. And it's a wide, no, a long shot. So he's yeah. far away. I'd he's say wide angle. Wide angle, yep. Um, he's in the foreground. He's high up. So we're thinking that could mean he's like superior to nature. Correct. Okay. He doesn't look scared by it, but the nature still is a lot bigger than him. I'm not sure what that means, but yeah. So and then the what is his is, posture? Question is, how is the relationship between man and nature represented in this image? Great. His posture is kind of bent over, he's like just, he's looking at it. He's just looking at nature, and he's standing on a bare rock, and he's carrying a knapsack, a backpack. Backpack, not a knapsack. Yeah, a backpack, okay. Okay, so what does that mean? Great. All right, so firstly, just to say, there is no right answer to this. Because you it's could, very vague. You could argue this in so many different ways. Let's give ourselves like a minute to come up with what this could mean. So let's let's look at so so basically how is nature represented in the following image, and I think again we'll, let's look at values and attitudes, those nine things, and just think about how that may apply to this picture. So the first should we just talk about which one? I'm I'm not sure how much moral values is there when you're looking at a guy in nature. There's always moral values. Okay, so that's kind of the whole problem point of yeah, the I guess. question okay. yeah do no harm uh he's not really harming mm -hmm. nature so no respecting autonomy no the autonomy. this is a relationship with nature so it's not uh, yeah, about other okay. humans so you, yeah that's a good point because ethics is usually to between do with humans between humans this one is about between man and nature that's difficult okay mm. benefiting others that could be because if benefiting it's to do with climate change or something like that climate yeah. change is, is to do with other people good True. Being just. Justice. So if you do something bad, you should be punished for it. Um, maybe, maybe not. Uh, being faithful. De deforestation. That could be a justice issue. 
Um, being faithful, that is... Oh, that's a good one. Being faithful to what, Steward. nature? Stewardship. Stewardship. So faithful can mean a lot of different things in a lot of different contexts. So could you just take that phrase and just shape yeah, it how you yeah, like? Yeah, yeah. It's very it's English. Yeah. Okay. No, but it's the idea of the virtue of being faithful means that you are persistent in doing what you've set out to do, uh, particularly as it pertains to doing good for somebody else. I mean, from a Christian point of view, we ha- kind of have stewardship over nature. Yes. So we. So you be... could write about this from that perspective. Correct. And I think that's probably the right way to look at this one. But we said there's well, no right and wrong, but that's but one way to look at one it. One way, yeah. So faithfulness in terms of our stewardship of nature. Um, according dignity. Uh, they're probably the, well. Yeah, if if you're a pantheist. Treating others with care and compassion. Uh, could you treat nature again, with care and compassion? True. Could well a koala. Um, pursuit of excellence. Yeah, that's like achieving, and building things. Maybe it's like he's done some. He's climbed the whole. I think number nine is probably. Yep, yeah, and the other one is. It's accepting accountability. But accountability. So that is, if we do something to nature. We need to take responsibility for the fact that there are consequences. So... Perfect. So you can see how you can always come up with a value. So if we just pick one, which one do you think will be the most nice? I'll ask you. Which one? Um, you could argue it. You could argue probably three or four of these. Ones. Probably either nine, yeah. either accountability or the being faithful one. I'm not too sure about these. Just pick one. Um, maybe faithful because I got my head around that better. Okay. So I think accountability is more like um, in, in the nature setting would be, yeah, if you're going to pollute the environment. But this doesn't show any signs of pollution or whatever. It's just a nice picture of a guy on a nice day overlooking yeah. the nice mountains. Well, you could just say that, um, well, in that case, you, you might be saying that there is aesthetic. Um, that, the that value man, of aesthetic. Well, no, no, that, that man just appreciates nature for the aesthetic nature of it. <laughs> so... That could that could be like a harmonious relationship where man ah, okay. is not really breaking the environment. But that's not really a moral. Is that moral? It is. It is because it's. You can it's, tie it to moral. You can tie it to moral things. So, um, so I think the point. Okay, so one point to make today is that whenever we're talking about um, what is the purpose of the the author or anything to do with values and attitudes, it's mm-hmm. all to do with morals. It's actually what's right and wrong. Okay, and that's why it's actually really important for humans. What do you mean it's really important for humans? That's the theme of my persuasion. No, I'm just joking. Okay. It doesn't matter. Okay, so... Alright, so what do you think... How is the relationship between man and nature represented in the following image? Again, you can argue in lots of different ways. Okay, so I'd start by saying... So is it... Are in they f- this image, the relationship between man and nature is represented as... Mm-hmm. Harmonious? You could say it's harmonious. Or... What about the one about stewardship and stuff? What do you call that? It's represented as stewardship. No, no, no. Well, <laughs> the, in this situation, the man is... Um, he's not actually... It doesn't look like he's actually done anything to the nature. He's just Maybe he's just climbed the cliff and he's just proud of himself and he's just looking at the yeah, view. Yeah, what yeah, if yeah, he's yeah, just yeah. Okay, we only have one minute to think about this. So quickly, um, I want you to come up uh, with... My answer's going to be really bad. Okay, what I'll give my think? paragraph quickly. and then you give yours. Yeah, yeah. Okay. In the image... In this image of... This guy standing on the cliff. The relationship between man and nature is represented as <laughs> represented as um harmonious because mm-hmm. the man 
is not harming the environment and he's rather enjoying it. And the use of mm-hmm. the technique of... Oh, um, the man is high up, so he's superior to the nature. Would that, would that be harmonious then? Um, yes, because he's taking care of it. Or he's not harming it. Mm-hmm, you could say that. He's respecting it. But the nature is still mm-hmm. bigger than him, but I'm not really sure. Okay, mm-hmm. never mind, you give your response. Well, again, there's no right or wrong answer. I, I would probably just say that, um, firstly, that man um, has a superior relationship to the mountains because he's actually managed to climb on top of it. Um, that he has the ability to enjoy nature. So I think the enjoyment factor here, we talk about aesthetics. So you could call it is um, representative of an enjoyable relationship. Yeah, it could be a beneficial relationship. So On both sides? Well, <laughs> well, you, yeah, well, you could be talking about animals. So, okay. But in but this, this case, it's the mountains. Animals. Yeah, but it's just saying that you can just say that man benefits from nature um, and can derive a sense of achievement um, as it as he conquers or he controls nature. So in this situation, he's actually... Oh, so it's like a one-sided beneficial, rela- a one-sided beneficial relationship. You could say it's beneficial to the man. It could be beneficial to nature. Yeah, you could say that. Or it's a neutral for nature and the man benefits. In this picture, he's, the thing is that he's not done anything to the mountains. So it's not... It's hard to say he that... He might have climbed them and maybe left You can't them. really say that the mountains are benefiting from him. Because the mountains are not... Alive. Alive, so... You'd say that uh, man, but so basically, man has conquered, has the ability to conquer nature and enjoy it. And enjoy it. Yeah, that's it. So that would be the so the the main thing. Could you say that as the representation? How yeah. is it represented? As... Yeah, yeah. That man. Okay. The, the man is enjoying. So yeah, nature. when it says representation, it doesn't mean the nature is represented as like a specific item or something. It could be just a general idea of how they want you to perceive it. Yeah. Well, it's a relationship between the man so and nature. it's pretty hard to sum it up anyway. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you could you could say, well, obviously the man is, um, well, he's alone. He's carrying a, a, a backpack, so he's climbed the mountain. He's a mountain climber, probably. And he's conquered the, the mountain. Okay, so you could talk a, a bit about that. Well, that could be one of the stories. Of course, there's lots of different possible things sure. you could make out of that. But he looks like a mountain climber or... Mm. I don't think he fell out of a plane and landed accidentally. So that would be pretty weird. Yeah, and then you've got um, and then you've got nature that looks beautiful here. It actually looks beautiful and it's serene. So it's not stormy. It's in the daytime, um, and uh, so it's That's majestic. The use of lighting and the use of environment. The camera angle. Environment. Yeah. Um, foreground, background here. So in the background is the mountains. The foreground is the guy on the cliff. Correct, and you've got clouds in the sky, so it's a beautiful sunny day. It's not doesn't feel like there's any threat here. Mm-hmm. He doesn't look like he's falling off the cliff, so... No, he's, nat- he's not really falling. No, no, he looks content like, up there. He's not, he's not yeah, like... He's very calm. He's very calm up there. He looks like one with nature. He looks like he's just enjoying nature. So that, that's why I say enjoying. If, I mean, this, imagine if this picture was of him hanging Falling off the off, cliff. Yeah, then yeah. that would not be enjoying nature. That would be nature... Dis- eating him up. Well, that would mean that nature is dangerous to man, whereas in this case... The man is safe in nature. Okay. You, you see that? Yeah. So when we see this, we feel like happy and contented. So audience response, happy, contented. You appreciate the beauty. Of the man or of the image? Or of yeah, of, of, 
as we relate to the man because as, we're all mountain climbers. No, as we relate, as, no, <laughs> yeah, no, because I yeah. So the next, so you get the general idea. Let's move on to the next one. So what do you think of how is Australia represented in the following advertisement? So basically, you've got these guys on a beach and they look really happy and relaxed, and they're sitting on it's beach chairs. It's a woman. They're in beach clothing, by the way. So it's a woman with towels and some sun umbrellas. She's kicking her feet up. There's a guy standing there with a beer or something. Yeah. Looking weirdly really happy. Yeah. It's a really sunny day. Um. Mm-hmm. It's a very colorful image. It's printed in black and white, but I think it's a colour image. It would be probably a colourful yeah. image. Um, it it's an advertisement, color. so I'm assuming it's for TV or something. Yeah. Well, yeah. That looks so dorky, but like, okay. Anyway, how is Australia represented? Good. So, moral thingies. Yeah. This is weird, because again, Australia is not a person, it's a place. It's a place, yeah. So but it's represented by that... people here. Yeah, so what So the representation of Australia, talk about representation is to do with... It's a representation of... So you could talk about the representation of the Australians as a people and how this influences the representation of of Australia. And also the place, because this is the beach probably in Australia. Okay. Should we go through the nine again? Let's look at some values and see whether it applies, okay? Okay. Should we talk through the nine? Go ahead, yeah. Do no harm. Well, they're not doing harm to each other, that's good. (laughs) Well done. Okay. Respecting autonomy. Independence. Okay, so these people, are they independent or are they enslaved? They look pretty independent. Yeah, they look free. So freedom. Haha, That's a value. Okay. So freedom is a value. So when we say... Um, so you might say that the people here look very free and yeah. independent. And so Australia is a place that you want place to be. place of autonomy. Give me five. I love it. That was lame. <laughs> no one could hear that. Okay. Benefiting others. Um, no. Yeah, well, it could be well, mateship. So in Australia, we, we like to um, uh, look, look after like one another. They look like they're kind of in each other's company. Yeah, so they look like they're, they're common. They're both enjoying the same. They're looking at something that's funny or fun, and they're or both they're smiling at, at the it. Because so they're, they're benefiting each other. They're getting lots of money. Okay. Um, being... That's very cynical. <laughs> um, being just. So justice probably doesn't apply to this one so Being much. faithful. No. Not quite as much. Although you could say, you know, there's no litter on the floor, so they're looking after the place. Yeah, it's but clean. that's like saying it could be a very <laughs> horrible place. But that's why they chose the environment to be a very clean beach. Yeah. Anyway, um, according. No, no. But the point is that the that selection of detail. Yeah, co- correct. Everything matters. So it, it's. They could it's, have picked a littered beach. It, yeah, it could have, and the the angle could have been from the top bird's eye view. So again, if you get stuck. Think about it if it was different. What yeah. would that change well, yeah, the exactly. image? Yeah. Change the image in your head and imagine what could, that could mean. Very good. Okay. According dignity. According dignity. No, yeah, well, no, it's like respecting one another. So they're, there's a man and woman. independent and they're respecting each other and they're not littering the beach and they're just yeah. awesome people. Yeah, keep going. Okay. Um, treating others with care and compassion. Yeah, keep going. Pursuit of excellence. Um, I wouldn't say they look like they're... No, they're, they're not trying very hard to do anything. They're just enjoying They're just themselves. really relaxed. And accepting accountability. Yeah, that's probably not doesn't apply so much. <laughs> I think the big one here would be autonomy. Agreed? Okay, yeah. Okay, put that in the sentence. In this image, Australians are, respected, uh, are represented as a people who are independent and Australia is represented... As a place of autonomy. And freedom. Mm. I would say fun-loving. Fun-loving and freedom. Yeah. The use of colour. The use, there's a use of 
Um, props, body posture? Props, body super posture, relaxed. super relaxed. Their costumes or lack of? Uh, yeah, costumes. They're wearing, they're wearing they're, bathers, basically. So they look super chill. The girl is wearing high heels and, <laughs> on and the putting beach, her like... feet up on a on an esky or something like that. Yeah, this is like really And weird. her mouth is kind of like, she's laughing, laughing so hard that her mouth is open. So she's like laughing. So that could be facial expression. Stupidly relaxed. She looks really relaxed. And the guy just looks the like... The guys in the image almost look like so stupid because... No, he reminds me of the guy in the whaling boat when he's holding his beer. <laughs> like, yeah, super yeah, relaxed. Yeah. That's so funny. Oh, um, yeah. We won't get into that story. Yeah, that's a good um, story, that one. We should share that somewhere. Okay, so you get the idea? There's... Okay. The um, so there's facial expression. We've also got... We're kind of at a wide shot, I think. Yeah. Um, eye level because we're equal. Yeah. Um, that's about it. And you can look at the composition. So there are some umbrellas in the background. You can tell that people are relaxing. So they want to show not just two people because there's two main subjects. So they're not just showing the two subjects. Like in Australia, you'll meet these two people. It's like, it's full of people, but they're all free and it's pretty like... The guy's got a beard. So it's showing that Australians (laughs) are full of bearded men. Okay, no. Um... They're both fit looking. They're, they're not slovenly people. So they look like just nice people having a nice, relaxed time. Yeah, and they're younger. So, like what's the audience response? It makes you feel like you want to go to Australia? Um, you feel relaxed. You feel happy. Yeah. And the audience response doesn't way. have to be um, complicated because no. it's just the feelings you get from the image. Basically. Yeah, from each, from each, well, from the character. To be honest, I don't, I don't find that image too appealing, but, you know, it's. Well, we mirror. Normally when we see someone smile, we immediately feel a bit happier. I mean, I don't look depressed looking at the image, but I feel like it's not really true to reality. Well, compared to this picture. Yeah, okay. Think about the feeling you get when you look at that, and then you look at that. But my teacher said one other thing that's good to talk about is the contrast with reality. I'm not sure <laughs> you if, can if say, we have time. Well, actually, in Australia, we're not very free at all. And we don't just We're in lockdowns the all the okay. time. Ned Kelly is the last picture. So we've got... Okay, so we've got the nine eth- ethical principles. I want you... Wait, the question the is... The what's the question? How is Ned Kelly represented in the following and image? And the um, image basically has big text at the top saying Ned Kelly and the title is The Man Behind the Mask and the bottom has the author's name and then I think it's a book cover. There's an illustration of Ned Kelly, eye level, um, mid shot, so... He's just, just his head. I think it's head and shoulders, yeah. fairly close up. Um, mm-hmm. he's got half of his face is covered by I don't a think mask. Mid shot, by the way. I think it's close up. Oh, what's it called? Yeah, close yeah. up. Okay, half of his face is covered by a mask, and he's looking kind of kind. He's looking, and he's looking dead into the camera. So it's like nothing to hide, or he's defiant. I'm not sure which one. Yeah, he's looking straight at you. No, he looks almost a little bit kind. Sure, he's got a. Is that what he looks smile. like? To me? I don't know. He looks like he's got a, a smug friendly, smile on his face. Smug yeah. or friendly, I'm not sure. Maybe his mouth is closed. So, yeah. Well, okay. So what do you think this could mean? So the title obviously implies the man behind the mask. Like there's something more to him. Because mm-hmm. like Ned Kelly's obviously known for, you know, there's different ways of looking at him. I sure. can't exactly remember, but like. He could be a hero or it could be criminal. Yeah. An escapee guy. Yeah. Um, so... What are the techniques and how does this point to the values? Let's talk about the, the values, values first, so okay. the representation. Do you no know harm. Respecting autonomy. Freedom. Well, I think 
The no, picture no, that's itself. Not really. That's you can't tell from the picture itself. Okay, let's that keep going. That guy's got a big, long story behind him, but um, benefiting others, mm-hmm. being just, being faithful. Justice, yeah, justice could be a thing. Yep. Um, according dignity. Mm-hmm. Treating others with care and compassion. Mm-hmm. Pursuit of excellence, accepting mm-hmm. accountability. That's a tricky one. Accountability. I think the other one is truth. Like, what is truth? Maybe Which like knowing people there. for who they are. Dignity, that could be something to do with dignity. Like, um, trust, like... I think it's to do with integrity. As so in, like, what is... So could we just make up our own moral values? Yeah, yeah, yeah. True. Well, there's, there, there are lots of different ways of looking at ethics, and what we looked at are the... Nine main uh, Nine, ones. no, not nine main ones, but these just are nine, nine principles. These okay. are nine ethical principles. So what's another use. ethical principle we could use here? Um, you can look at virtue ethics, and that's, like, the virtues of a, a person with that is ethical. And one of the virtues here would be integrity. It's, like, whether somebody... Um, is the same in front of other people and inside of themselves sort of thing. Yeah. So integrity Maybe could, it could be... Maybe could be like not to judge him for his mask. Oh, you know the other value is actually curiosity. Really? Yeah, it's having... that was a... That's not moral, is it? Well, is it's, it's not a... Maybe it's, it's like a personality trait. Um, it's having some curiosity. It's a good thing. Okay. Um, thinking, oh, uh, maybe it's about, also like, about... What about not judging him when he's just wearing a mask because there's like more to him because he... Correct. And yes. thinking... Oh, well, that's sort of to do with dignity, actually. It's like really? giving somebody... But I wouldn't dignity. want to use a word that isn't quite what no, we're trying no, to no. describe. No, because no, it's I better just to just thinking. think of a word. So how is Ned Kelly represented the following image? Well, he's actually... If we just answer the question, he's represented as... Um, well, he's got a pretty clean-cut beard as well. Yeah, he's represented as a noble kind of guy. Yeah, as, as a... Respectable man. A respectable man, the way he looks, Who anyway. Who is... Wait, but you can't just say a respectable man. Ned Kelly in this image is represented as a respectable and what, and um, like I it looks like he's got kind of. I don't know. Yeah, I would say that he um he's looking straight into the camera like he's got nothing to hide. Yeah. So I think that's probably the most striking thing to me. So what does that communicate to the? That communicates the that viewers? he's like somebody that's got. Honesty. He's fighting, yeah, yeah, honesty, that's the word. <laughs> After all this time, I'm trying to think of that word. <laughs> yeah, okay. Honesty, it's like, vir- is that, it's is a virtue. That a value? It's a virtue, yeah, the virtue. It's a value. So, is, when you say, um, Ned Kelly demonstrates the value of honesty. Could, well, you could. Is that what it's trying to say? No, no, no you wouldn't say. Are we trying to say what the author's you, values are No, 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 no. To, the question like, is. Ned Kelly How represented is, the following. He's represented yeah. a potential... You could just say um, it implies a sense of honesty because he's looking straight into the camera and then he's unmasked. So he's like coming out of his shell sort of thing so mm. that you can see who he truly is. Okay? Okay. And that generates in the in the audience some sympathy to, towards him and maybe curiosity to want to know more. That's it. That's the basic idea. Okay. Then you use all those techniques to explain whatever I just said. <laughs> okay. Get the idea? We're done. Now let's have a look at let's have a think about texts. 
So, using the same kind of ideas, values and attitudes, themes, the author's purpose, how would we apply this same stuff to looking at a text instead of an image? Okay, so basically very similar, the exact same ideas that we've just come up with. But you might need to think about some other language techniques because obviously you don't have the visual techniques. You don't have colour and camera Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I think that's another podcast for another day to talk about uh, language conventions. We could go through very briefly. Most of them you probably would have heard of before. Yeah, we can break them down. Things um, like point of view, um, juxtaposition again, the structure, um, connotation, mm-hmm. um, the metaphors, repetition is important, analogies, mod- modality, figurative language. What's modality? Modality is like the strength of the words you use. Um, that's not a very good definition. For example... We must save the environment as opposed to... Um, Let us try to save the environment. Yeah, like forceful language is more persuasive, obviously. Okay, that's called modality. I never used that word before. Well, it's a word, so... Okay. I think the hardest one... A lot of those are quite simple. So if you hear a metaphor, you, you'll be able to explain it. Similes, um, like sentence structure, all this is pretty straightforward. The one that's hard to get your head around is actually selection of detail. Uh, but well, you could pretty much apply that to anything. Exactly. So that's why you've got to be careful how you use it because you don't want to say that's as the only technique. No, but I mean, it's, it is Just, a very powerful you technique. Can still it's, it hidden. And, it's hidden. Yeah, because yeah. It's hidden because what you're it's not everywhere. shown. Yeah, what you're not shown is as important as what you are shown. So give an example. So I'll give you an example. Like if you you're watch a movie. Wanna, okay, yeah. okay, yeah, well, give me, give me, give me uh, no, do, an example. Do a movie. We could just talk about the images we just had. But oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If we just continue with the selection of detail issue, like in the beach, right, of the Australian, the Australian they picture. They chose not to show... They didn't show litter. Yeah. They didn't show a beach with sharks in it. Yeah. They didn't show <laughs> old people at the beach. Correct. They showed young they people at the beach. They didn't show crying children at the beach. Yeah. You don't see that guy um, tripping over. <laughs> tripping over. <laughs> You didn't see yeah. drunk people. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Correct. So there's a lot of things that they didn't show. And the things that they did show, happy, young, yes. energetic-looking people enjoying themselves. Yeah, there could that be something just out of frame that details. they didn't want to show us. Oh, here's well, obviously one. They, put, they didn't show any yeah. Chinese people at the beach. <laughs> These are white that people. That might have been a mixed message. I mean, it might have been a bit more misleading. If <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> it's like they show a picture of all the Chinese people at the beach. We're so confused. They're like, welcome to Australia. Yeah, come, come to Australia. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think there's an old poster, by the way. That looks... So It'll be more diverse now. You'd have like a few Chinese oh, people. Oh, that's the other people. question. They were talking about how can you look at the issues of that time period and apply it. Okay. So you might that's need to know some time one. periods. So say it's 1900 something. And I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm referring to a century here because I have no idea when it was. But um, like the historical, political and social issues of that time. Oh my goodness. That's, that's a like lot deep. of context. That's deep. Can't we just skip that bit? Well, we, we can talk through the, the different decades. So... If we talk about Australia in the different decades... Oh. But it could also be from anywhere in the world, not just Australia. Well, I think... Let's talk about the world in different decades. Oh dear. Let's just quickly go through the decades now. and just talk about the So, from the things. 1900s? Let's go from the 1900s. 1900. What was happening? I don't know. 1900s was a turn of the century. It was... 
probably the beginning of um well i mean we already had the industrial revolution so we're well into the industrial revolution not every country just australia and we're about to enter into the world war one in 1914 that doesn't tell us much about the um issues people were having back then survival survival yeah work so still rich and poor um there was inequality of women plenty of yep all those sorts of children. things children yeah, it's still quite a traditional and um, religious... Education was a struggle, I guess. Yeah. That's just there's a lot general. of manual labour. And, oh, there's a lot of factory workers in those days as well. Oh, so, that so the working like class. Kind of, um, big divide. Inequality. Let's just fast forward. So let's just go to the 20s to the 40s. So that's wartime, really. There's yeah. a lot of war going uh, on. 10s to 40s. Yeah, so 10s to 40s. To the 50s, really. To the beginning of the 50s. That's very so, vague. So wartime. Well, ten ten to fifties is wartime. So and the world's in a big conflict. Yeah, a lot of conflict, a lot of war, a lot of people dying. And the politics are everywhere. Yeah. So if you if you're sort of like having a text from there, it's almost if impossible to ignore war. Okay. So a lot of yeah, things so to do with war. war there's bit. there's to do with um uh rationing of food and there's um survival again, but people, on a different scale. Lots of people dying. Okay, then we get into the 50s, and it's actually a bit of a golden era for a lot of, for the West. Yeah. Well, especially for America, because it's the rise of America. Well, Amer- the, um, the, the West won the war, basically. Oh, okay. So, um, the Allies won the war, and they got more, um, they got more powerful, and they were getting richer. And America particularly benefited from the war. They were just happy... Yeah, so so I there guess was, it was kind of relief for everyone. Yeah, I think everyone was just happy that the war Except was over. Except for Hitler. Well, the Germans. <laughs> well, they rebuilt as well eventually. Okay. Um. So during the fifties and sixties, there was the beginning of um. So it's still a fairly traditional time. People are still quite religious, um, but there was starting to be rock and roll. Yeah. And Elvis Presley, um, the the rock and roll music was starting to what come in. What kind of issue is that? Well, it's coming to liberal, the, the um, sort of liberal. liberal values are coming okay, in. Okay, so like everyone's kind of like wanting more autonomy and freedom. More autonomy, getting away from institutions, um, and people were sort of uh, becoming less conservative, basically. Like wanting to express their own ideas. And yeah, by the okay. time you get to the 60s, to the 70s, then there's the sort of like the, um, a lot of the, the women's liberation movement. So there was okay. the... Um, uh, Equal rights so for women. Global, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. It was. It was. I mean, in America, and then it kind of spread to the rest of the world as well. Yep. We're talking mainly about the West, of course. Yeah. Um, in China, at the same time, there was communism. Russia, there was communism. Um, so, uh, chi- the Chinese were very shut well, off. I assume we're going to either get an image that's Australian or possibly yeah, American. Yeah, it's, it's to do with the West. Yeah. So we don't. We. It we won't be in China or like Russia or something. Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. That. yeah. So then you've got then you've got the the seventies where there's a lot of that was actually the sexual revolution and what was happening there is that there was a lot of free love, and people were just getting a bit more free with um, thinking about the marriage. Idea about so marriage, there, yeah, the idea of marriage was sort of um, That's being questioned. How you got here too, yeah. Yep, and then you got the eighties, which was actually a very materialistic decade. So there was a focus on making money, um, mm-hmm. and during that time there was a very famous movie Wall Street uh, about Wall Street. Um, and the, uh, and one of the mottos then was greed is good. Really? Yeah. That's yeah, a bit that was weird. from the movie. Yeah. So could you say that's a moral value of the eighties yeah. that greed is good? Well, it was it was very materialistic, 
Um, I mean, if you want to look at the decade in itself. Then the 90s was sort of like the introduction of the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, computers and the internet were coming in. So very what strong. does that represent? Um, it was the dem- democratization of knowledge. Mm. And so there was a big... Um, so knowledge is becoming more widely accessible. Yeah, to, to um, this is getting into bigger populations. Some history. And then you get into the 2000s. Uh, 2000s are already the internet booming now. Yeah. And then you, you get the invention of the smartphone. And then you've got the 2010s, which is obviously... The, we're in the technological right. sort of age where there's a lot more um, smartphones. AI is starting to come in. Then we've got 2020 is COVID. <laughs> so again, <laughs> the different kind of decades have um, sort of... Uh, so, so there's all these different things happening in society um, as the decades are going along. And there's been a, a sort of slow move towards... The break. So the big theme would be breakdown of institutions like the church, and also like the trust in government. Traditional, correct. Meaning the church, the government, and what else? Even institutions like universities and things. So people okay. then get education from YouTube or from like it's their own. It's not necessarily own. a bad thing, but it, no, it's just a, different, basically yeah. deinstitutionalization and more independence for everyone. Uh, in a sense, in a sense. Okay. And then the democratize. I think the big theme those in the last 20 years will be the democratization of knowledge. But then in the last five or 10 years, then suddenly the government's also taking control of the internet again. So it's kind of going around a big mm. circle. So then it's like fighting against autocracy and um, our personal freedoms being challenged and uh, our, um, our, not, our own information's being spread, uh, privacy concerns, that sort of stuff. But yeah, so that's that's sort of like big picture, um, cultural context. Okay. Um, the other big things to just I think knowing when the wars were important. So in the nineteen sixties was the Vietnam War, so Australia was involved with that. America was involved with that. So this, that was a war. Um, that, what year was that? Uh, late sixties, and um, and I think that was important to know because, uh, that was part of uh, people getting quite angry with the governments because the governments were doing things that the people didn't so necessarily agree with. So breaking down the government even further. Yeah, yeah, or the trust in the government. Maybe, yeah, yeah, put it not so there. much the government itself. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and then you've got the Iraq war. Um, you've got the war in Afghanistan. So there's lots of many wars after that. Yeah. But mm-hmm. the, for Australia, it's mostly World War One, Two, and... Yep, and then after that, we've been involved with all the American wars, basically. Ah, oh, really? They're very controversial. So I don't even the know Vietnam about war, these wars, so I don't think... The Iraq war, um, Afghanistan was the latest one. The last 20 years we were there. Really? Yep. I didn't even know. They just pulled out this year. Um, so that's kind of like the geopolitical um, issues. Yeah. Uh, we've always you can pretty much tie that to anything that happened during that time. But we're very close to America, so we follow a lot of what the Americans do. Meaning but we're also very close to friends or... Close to Britain. Close in our values? Yeah, both. But we're from a British background. Like so we've got a lot of British things. Not, yeah, yeah, because we were originally a colony of Britain. But then because of the strategic alliance between America and Australia for um, security, we've been close to America. So America wasn't in the wars until World War Two, right? Oh, good question. Well, obviously, no, they weren't in World War One. They got ripped in. Mm. And then the... Um, and then the other, the other uh, big theme lately has been the rise of China and then our uh, relationship with China. Yeah, has, okay, has, um, trade, trade and globalisation. You know all that from... So you Geography. can type, take some of the information you learnt from the other subjects. Has. Yeah, into English. 
It's tricky though because I only learnt so like little much, and pieces, so yeah. little tiny bits of the last whatever's happened. Yeah. I don't even know about any other wars except World War One. <laughs> yeah. Well, we better learn a bit more about different wars. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's about it for today. I guess you could just say during this time period, Australia was probably in a war. That's why <laughs> these people look so conflicted. <laughs> okay. All right, I think that's enough for today for the podcast. That's anyway. enough of our English slash history slash geography lesson. World. The world. The entire world. Which you have to discuss in a paragraph. All right, goodbye, everyone. Bye. Hopefully, that was helpful. Bye. I just need to turn it off now.